Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. This is the first program of another new year. Can you believe it? We closed out last year looking at what Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott say about the three qualities of warmth, genuineness, and empathy. We covered warmth and genuineness and had just started to look at empathy, so let's pick up there. The parents tell us that empathy is perhaps the toughest work of building a strong marriage. Because most of us are wired to use either our head or heart, one more than the other, It takes a conscious effort to empathize. In their book, Trading Places, they describe how loving with our heart alone is only sympathizing, while loving with our head alone is simply analyzing. Empathy, however, brings together both sympathetic and analytic abilities, both heart and head, to fully understand our partners. Empathy says, If I were you, I would act as you do. I understand why you feel the way you feel. Empathy always involves risk, so be forewarned. Accurately understanding your partner's hurts and hopes will change you, but the benefits of taking that risk far outweigh the disadvantages. Once you consciously feel his or her feelings and understand his or her perspective, you will see the world differently. The bedrock of communication is secured in who you are as a person, in being warm, genuine, and empathetic. And this requires mutual understanding. While these three traits are critical for effective communication, by themselves they do not assure success. According to the parrots, a few simple rules are still needed. It is their opinion that the important communication tools can be reduced to six basic skills. And if you learn them and use them, you will be able to give more love to your spouse and your marriage will become supercharged with positive energy. Here are their six rules. Number one, make I statements, not you statements. Number two, practice reflective listening. Number three, Understand and accept the differences between men and women. Number four, apologize when necessary. Number five, power down and get offline. Number six, communicate through touch. Skill number one is make I statements, not you statements. When you are upset by your spouse or you feel hurt by him or her, your natural tendency is to attack. You drive me crazy. You never ask my opinion when you decide something important. A you statement like this is a relational barrier. Your partner has virtually no alternative but to feel blamed, accused, and criticized. It is extremely unlikely that he or she will say, Yes, you are right. I can be very insensitive. Rather, his or her natural reaction will be defensive. What do you mean? If you have an opinion, just say it. I can't read your mind. And then what typically follows is a returned you statement. You are the one that's insensitive. Did you ever consider the pressure I'm under right now? Volleying you statements is a surefire way to spoil an evening. 
This scene would be completely different had I statements been used to report how you felt or how you experienced the situation. I feel hurt and neglected when you don't ask my opinion. Do you see the difference? I statements dispense information to be understood rather than accusations to be defended. I statements are much more likely to elicit concern and caring from your spouse. I'm sorry, I had no idea you were feeling that way. I statements do not cause defensiveness because they say nothing about how bad your spouse is. There is no benefit to making your spouse feel attacked. Instead of saying, you are so careless, how could you forget that we were going out tonight? It would be better to say, I feel hurt and a little scared when you forget things we planned together. This allows you to express your feeling of being neglected, but you're saying it without accusing your partner of intentionally hurting you. In place of, you try to make me feel stupid by always correcting what I say, say something like, I feel very put down when you correct little things I say. Begin your sentences with I rather than you, and you will save your marriage a lot of misery. Communication is not what you say, but what your partner understands by what you say. When you make you statements, all your partner hears is blame and criticism. I statements are much more effective because they allow your message to be correctly heard and understood. Skill number two. Practice reflective listening. It is said that 98% of good communication is listening. But if you can hear, you can listen, right? Wrong. Hearing is passive. Listening is active. I like the statement I read some time ago that says, We listen in two ways, to hear or to respond. In other words, when you listen to respond, you aren't really hearing at all. You're responding to emotions and words, but not listening for meaning. The parrots say that true empathy and listening involves change. Unfortunately, some people may learn to listen well, but they fail to heed what they hear. If your spouse is asking for a change in your behavior, seriously consider the request, and then if it seems reasonable, act on it. Just as words without deeds are dead so is listening without action. Another thing about listening. If you are at a loss and can't seem to reflect your partner's message, do two things. One, make sure you really want to accurately understand their message. And two, say something like, tell me more about it, or help me understand what you mean. This safety net technique works wonders. Renowned Swiss counselor Dr. Paul Turnier has said, It is impossible to overemphasize the immense need we have to be really listened to, to be taken seriously, to be understood. No one can develop freely in this world and find a full life without feeling understood by at least one person. I encourage you to offer your spouse the gift of listening. Number three. Understand and accept the differences between men and women. Now remember, we're only addressing the general topic of communication here, not all the differences between men and women. Suffice it to say 
we are very different. That's God's design, and it will always be that way. God has quite a sense of humor. Remember Professor Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady? Why can't a woman be more like a man? We all know he wasn't making an anatomical reference. He's in love with Eliza, but he can't really understand her. An expert in languages, he has taught Eliza how to speak English his upper-class way, but he can't really communicate with her. Henry Higgins is not alone. Almost every man and every woman has at some point despaired of ever getting through to the opposite sex. Men and women are very different. While our roles can be changed, our psyches cannot. And even though the other sex's behavior is different from ours, it is not wrong. We must accept our differences and accept each other. This may involve changing our expectations. Accepting each other's differences is a vital key to effective communication. And then we must move beyond accepting to celebrating our differences. Communication can either span or widen the gender gap. In conversation, men and women appear to be doing the same thing. They open their mouths and produce noise. However, they actually use conversation for quite different purposes. Women use conversation primarily to form and solidify connections with other people. Men, on the other hand, tend to use words to navigate their way within the hierarchy by communicating their knowledge and skill and imparting information. Women excel at what linguistics expert Deborah Tannen calls rapport talk. Men feel most comfortable with report talk. Even though women may have more confidence in verbal ability, they are less likely to use that ability in a public context. Men feel comfortable giving reports to groups or interrupting a speaker with an objection. These are skills learned in the male hierarchy. Many women might perceive the same behavior as putting themselves on display. For example, at a party, the men tell stories, share their expertise, and tell jokes, while the women usually converse in smaller groups about more personal subjects. They are busy connecting, while the men are busy positioning themselves. How does this relate to communication within your marriage? It comes down to this. Conversationally speaking, women share feelings and men solve problems. According to the parrots, if you do not comprehend this stylistic difference, your conversations can be terribly frustrating. For example, the wife says, You won't believe the amount of work my boss is giving to me. Listen to this. The husband replies, Honey, I keep telling you to talk to him about it. According to the parrots, these kinds of interactions send too many couples to counselors because they don't understand that women share feelings and men solve problems. Once this distinction is made, a simple solution can be applied that works instantly and with very little practice. Simply label the type of conversation you want to have and ask your spouse to join you. Just because men have a tendency to solve problems and women have a tendency to share feelings doesn't mean that each isn't capable of the other mode. 
Here's how the previous conversation could have proceeded. She says, You won't believe the amount of work my boss is giving me. Listen to this. He replies, Honey, I keep telling you to talk to him about it. She says, I know, but I'd like to have a feelings conversation right now. Okay? I just need to get this out. And he responds, Okay, tell me about it. Well, our time is gone for today. We'll continue this next week. Let me encourage you to find yourself in one of the many Bible-believing churches in the Treasure Valley this Sunday. Have a safe weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.